Welcome to Ray's Rowdy Racing with Caleb Conradi and Dawson Edwards. Welcome to another episode of Raised Rowdy Racing Premium, with your hosts, Caleb Conready, that would be me. We've got Nikki T in studio and on camera today. That's a new one. Super weird. That has never happened before. And we have a special call-in guest, our other host, Dawson. Where you at, man? Where you, what you doing out there? I love that I get called a guest. I know. I just <laughs> called you a guest because you're calling in. So you're technically like a guest host, like a, a duo thing we got going on today. Hell yeah. I'm here. I'm glad it sounds clear. Heck yeah. And also, it is Dawson's birthday today. So happy freaking birthday, yeah. son. Oh. <laughs> That's because I know you don't have a margarita in your hand yet. Yet. I am drinking a cup of coffee sitting on the beach, at the beach, not on the beach. There you go. That'll be, that's a good That's a good damn birthday. And getting to still do with the podcast, man, that's like a solid combo. I agree. Heck yeah. Nah, so, uh, so Dawson's on vacation this week, and he still graciously decided to bar- let us borrow a uh, morning of his time on the beach. We appreciate it. Uh, you can almost hear the waves in the background. Just the nice, subtle calm. Crash, crash, crash. It sounds like a great time down there, honestly. Uh, it was a big vacation week for everybody. So, yeah, Dawson down there, uh, me, Nikki T, and Burrell, who is out there uh, producing us right now, switching the video back and forth. We are all wearing sunglasses. We are, I guess, Matt's not necessarily hungover, but me and Nikki, we feeling ourselves this morning. Uh yeah, it was a it was a blessed week. We had a great time, and I'm glad to be back home and not spending money. Hell Ooh. yeah, absolutely <laughs> saving money again. Good lord, gosh, Dawson, how you doing on the not spending money thing? What did you say? How you doing on the not spending too much money in the beach thing? Because we did a very bad job. Terrible. Oh, we're doing great so far. Hell yeah. Other than getting a drunk tattoo last night, we're doing pretty solid. Oh, oh. I saw that. It was a leg tat too. It was. What'd you get? Big old Gulf of Mexico wave on my leg. Oh, yeah. heck yeah. That's awesome. Because last year, whenever you went to Key West, you got the old uh, palm tree with Lindsay. So yeah, she got, we got, we did the whole matching thing again. She got the, y'all are cute. She got the uh, Gulf of Mexico wave on her uh, ribs. Nice. Heck yeah. That's hilarious. Drunk tattoos, man. That's a byproduct of going to the beach and drinking too much for sure. Hell yeah! Everything down to your I mean, Wrangler patch that we will uh, not talk about today. Let's that was a sober as fuck tattoo. So I always forget that sober. That was a sober tattoo because that just is anything but a sober tattoo. That was an extremely planned, like week in advance, had the appointment sober tattoo. Dang! Only person ever to get a tattoo completely planned like that. I don't think I ever got a drunk tattoo ever. Damn. Me neither. I'm tattooless yet. Wrong. I got this one. There was a virgin tattoo. <laughs> there it is. Yep. The old raised right campfire tattoo. Yeah, that was on the back of on the legs. So. I think that's exactly where Dawson got his too. Premium. Yeah, but yeah, I'm still a tattoo virgin. I keep on uh, finding financial decisions to make that seem a little more important. And, like uh, like one eventually. that you just made recently. Yes, one I v- made very recently. Congratulations uh, to Caleb on the engagement. Hell yeah! Thank you. Woo! Roll tight well, or whatever. You. 
Appreciate it. Go dogs, whatever you're, you're into, you know? Uh, go Cowboys, Giga Mags. We're uh, coming up. Let's go. We're coming up short on every front except for the uh, fiancé front now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you're into. <laughs> whatever you're into. <laughs> I guess I'm into Allison, it seems That's like. That's it. Hell Cheers yeah. that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I went down to Key West this week, and uh, I actually went to the jeweler the day before we left, and the guy actually was like, oh, you're going on a big destination place? Like, we should totally get this done tonight. And they got it done. I thought I wasn't even going to have the damn thing until we got back home. So, yeah, second day we were there, just brought her up to the rooftop and uh, popped the question, got a good video of it. Our buddy Andrew, who was staying with us, took a video. I told him to. Somehow managed to get lucky enough to have that caught. And uh, so, yeah, she did actually say yes. Everybody keeps Woo. asking me that. She said yes, y'all. Don't worry. <laughs> so she's wearing it around. She's showing it off. If you run into her on the street, just get ready. Her hand's going to cover her face until you say something about it. Just get ready for that. <laughs> but we're proud. We're very happy. She's very happy. Made for a great vacation. Yeah. Made for a great hangover, too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody yes. buying you shots and beers. That'll happen for sure. Yeah, excited, exciting vacation stuff. And uh, Nick, you had a bunch of you had a bunch of rounds and everything you were hosting. Island Dogs was pretty damn busy every Boy, single yeah. night. It was a it was a blessed week, man. Like uh, been down there three times now, and yeah, we love Island Dogs. It's a great place to host events. For it's sure, kind of beautiful how it can like leak out into the streets. Yes, so on vibe for what we do. Um, big shout out to Tebow, and uh, of course. Rob Snyder as well, who's like kind of who introduced us to Tebow. Big fans of what they do down there, and man, what a great week! If you haven't been to Key West Songwriters Fest, do so. It's magical. Save up money for about two years before you do it, though. Probably a year and three quarters. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I always end up going broke down there. Yep. It's it's a part of the deal, man. Mm -hmm. You can't go down there and end up with more money than you left with. No, that's why I tried to just drink less beer and. You know, maybe a little more reefer. You know, yeah. Medicinally cleared down there, of course. Yeah, know? for sure. Absolutely. How many different places you see that say no medical card needed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a damn good time. We went on this, uh, our buddy Brian, uh, Brian Frazier and his wife, Holly, uh, they go on this sunset cruise every year, and they uh, they invited me and Allison out on there. So we got to go, and it's we, me and Allison met doing these party bikes downtown. You've probably heard of them, Sprocket Rockets. That's yep. where we met, both working there. And it was funny. It was like the Sprocket Rocket of the sea because it was a live cover <laughs> band the whole time. That's amazing. Playing everything from Jimmy Buffett to John Mayer. I was kind of impressed. They were getting on to people for smoking the whole time. They're like, you can't smoke on here. You got to go to the back. And then they would play, and they looked like robots. They've been doing this for so long. But the wow. music was awesome. They just came around with pitchers of beer and kept refilling for you. What a blessing. Oh, it was awesome, man. They had food we did not eat any of. Yeah. It was great. And uh, took a few pictures, had a good time. That was a good way to end up end of the week for sure. That was the last thing we did before the day before we came home. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. It was all, all around, man. Key West. It was a big win, this big dub this week, this year. I, th sure. I would say so for sure. I think good times were had by all. Probably a little bit too much alcohol, but not as much as previous years, which exactly. I think is great. Yeah, and then I know Dawson, for a fact, is having too much alcohol down there. He texted in our group chat yesterday this picture of Hank Jr. holding a hammer, no shirt on, just said, that's me. <laughs> 
I said me right now. Yeah, that <laughs> something like that. I, I was I was very tired when I got that picture, but I laughed my ass off because Dawson's a huge Hank Jr. guy. So for him to send that picture, I just knew that is exactly what he looked like right then. I wish I could just have the picture plastered above my head so that way we could all see it. So we would know just exactly what kind of mood Dawson was in last night. It was a good I just want to know why. I want to know why Hank Jr. was on stage. He was always shirtless, but I want to know why he was on stage shirtless with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Is what I want to know. Because he likes to party. Oh, man, that's like that story Bud told us that one time where he just said, dog, this won't take long. <laughs> I feel Pretty like that much. was, that was one know. of those nights. Hank was probably beating the hell out of shit on stage if I had to guess. Yeah, a drum during Kalijah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. With a sledgehammer, just banging on a timpani drum. Collider, <laughs> just going to town, man. I'd pay thirteen dollars <laughs> that the ticket cost back then to go see that. Hell yeah, absolutely. That'd been like a week's worth of pay, and you got to see right. him for like a, a minute's worth of time. <laughs> I saw this great quote. It was uh, it was when this whole Morgan Wallen cancels his concert deal, whatever. This dude's like. Man, y'all got it easy nowadays. Like back in the day, we bought tickets to go see Hank Jr. He had a 50 50 shot of showing up every time we bought tickets. <laughs> You're playing so the true. musical lottery. <laughs> so true, man. You'd go see George Jones and that wasn't happening, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or he'd come out and be like, I'm going to play all night. And then he'd play four songs. Yeah. Uh, the possum. <laughs> Never. Or they'd actually that. would play all night and play for four hours. Yeah. yeah. Noise ordinances be damned. Yeah, who needs them, man? That's a big waste of everybody's time. Goodness. Well, uh, all right, let's get to the race. Uh, race. <laughs> Dawson's itching to talk about it, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. So uh, I guess, you know what? I kind of want to hear Dawson's reaction to this because Dawson listened to this on MRN this week. He didn't watch the race. So I really want to get his perspective, and then I'll give mine because I got home yesterday and watched it. But Kansas, god dang, it was a hell of a race. Like, What in the world was that? So go ahead, Dawson. Give us your account. Like, what what did you hear about? What did you notice? Give us everything, man. I mean, so first off, they make MRN makes racing. They could see two turtles drag racing, and MRN could make it sound like the most exciting thing you've ever seen in your whole life. Love that. Hell yeah. Everybody who's ever listened to uh, MRN or PRN, they know that. So yeah, we're sitting on the beach. We drove. Um, we left at like 6 a.m., got here at like 10-something, 10 10.30, something like that. Went straight to the beach, couldn't even check in our hotel room, went straight to the beach, had a big speaker, listening to listened to Hank Jr. and Morgan Wallen for a few hours, and then as soon as the race started, we put the race on the big speaker, and there was a, uh, before I get into the race, there was a dude right next to us wearing a number five Kyle Larson Chevrolet hat no. and a... Uh, larson uh shirt that had like all of his stuff on it like he had the 57 car the six car the five car he had the midget on there he had literally everything on there and i was like damn this dude is like this was just meant to be out here really going for it hell yeah did you buy it from him no i didn't wanted to though yeah Lindsay told me i should go there and make friends with him but he like had a wife and a kid and they weren't <laughs> partying like us so i figured that he, they didn't want some weird random drunk dude coming up to him and talking to him so i, I strayed away from that idea ah man all race fans anyway, love drunk people 
anyways, the uh, man, the race sounded exciting. And then I got, you know, on Twitter afterwards and realized that I was like, okay, this was very, very exciting. They did a weird job to me uh, describing the last lap wreck. Like, I didn't realize that, like, Larson nosed it into the wall, like, listening to it. It did not sound that bad at all when they were calling it. Like, you just felt like they came up off the corner and, like, honestly, I don't even, I thought they didn't even really make a point that, that they touched. Uh, just kind of telling they came off the corner. Yeah. I honestly thought Larson just got into the wall and Denny passed him. I couldn't tell what part of the track they were on by where they were calling. But then I get on Twitter and I was like, damn, Larson got nose, you know, right front. Oh, we're uh, we're Uh-oh. losing you, Dawson. You there? It's less premium. Hold on. A little less premium. Just hit him. Uh, hit a recall on him. But anyway, uh, to keep this rolling, uh, we're gonna try to fix up what we've got going on with Dawson here. Uh, but yes, it was the most exciting race I may have seen in recent memory. I mean, a long, long time. And what Dawson's talking about is definitely the uh, the last lap pass we had for the uh, for the for the lead right there at the end. I mean, after such a chaotic, tumultuous race we had going on, having oh, let's see what we can get. Maybe we're gonna get him. Maybe we'll get him back. This is the fun of the call-in segment. Dropping calls. Hey, there he is. There he is. Dropping calls with Dawson Edwards. Hey, you're cutting out still? It doesn't sound that premium. Not super premium. We're sorry. The number you have dialed has calling restrictions that have prevented the completion of your call. Announcement <laughs> 19. We're sorry. Whoa. Announcement 19. Roll Tide or whatever. That's so that official. Was. That's so official. Goodness. We'll get, we'll try to get him back on here. Um, but yes, yeah, so it was a very uh, it was a very incredible last few laps. Let's see if we can get Dawson's finished opinion on that here in just a second. Hello. Roll there time. He is. Where'd you go, man? Go dogs. I don't know. I haven't moved. I moved to I moved outside more so I can hear y'all. Yeah, you look great. Yeah, that's it sounds great now. You look great on this phone call. You really do. Cool. <laughs> I don't know where y'all got to where I quit talking. So we got, got to uh, we got to hear you talking about how weird it was listening to them. You heard that he knows it, and you heard that there was some sort of something going on, and there was a pass, but you didn't really know how tough the contact was of Larson nosing it into the wall. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really. Uh, they did not do like the greatest job of describing it. There was like, I mean, basically a legit wreck. For that, you know, that they just that was that was kind of weird. I got on Twitter afterwards, and then you know, I was like, "Damn, the five car like nosed it, you know, right for, right front of the wall." So that was a little odd. Um, they they kind of made it sound like Larson actually just touched the wall. Like I said, I couldn't tell what part of the track they were even on when they were calling it, but it sounded like he just touched the wall, and that was kind of why the eleven passed him. Which I guess, in all retrospect, it was why he passed him. <laughs> Techni- he a technical to- there, a technical call. He just happened to also ruin the hell out of him on the way by. Mm. So, like, I, that's one of those things. Like, if I'd been watching in person, I would have flipped out because I'd have been seeing what happened. But like, that's that's a thing of like listening on the radio. I don't really, I can't really, I can't see what's going down, you know. So, yeah. like, that was interesting. And then, I, but another thing that stuck out to me is I did not realize there was many. There was like three or four loose wheels that came off. I did not realize that. While I listened to the race, I, I saw that on Twitter later. So that was another. That was, that was kind of weird too. I had no idea that that was a, a thing. 
Yeah, that's so funny because I've only ever listened to one race on the radio, and that was the very first time they went to Coda, and it poured down rain, and it was the biggest shit show of a race that they've probably put on in years because they were trying out this wet weather package for the first time at a road course. And, yeah, I mean, they had done it with the Xfinity Series at the Roval before that, but this was the first time the Cup Series had really tried it. And so listening on the on the radio broadcast was so wild because you're just having to paint the picture of what they tell you for yourself and try to figure out kind of what's going on. So you get little snapshots here and snapshots there, but it's not like the race broadcast where they can just show the whole field and talk about an individual driver, but you can still see everything going on. It's definitely a lot different. So yeah, there is a lot you learn from going online after you watch a race on the radio or listen to a race on the radio. So I totally see what you're saying. It could be, there was a lot going on in that race that, I mean, there's no way the radio could have possibly talked about it because even Clint Boyer and Kurt Busch in the booth were having trouble. They were like, what What do we even talk about right now? We can look at turn four, and there's something going on for the lead. We can look at turn two, and there's something going on for 17th and 18th. And everything in between that was all a battle. So, yeah, I can only imagine how much different of an of a idea you got of the race just listening to it. My favorite uh, thing, this just checks out for Fox. And I, I'm not the I'm not like the biggest Fox hater, but and I don't know what monitor they're looking at. But Ty Gibbs comes spinning off the backstretch, and they're like, "I don't think he's got any damage." And I mean, nah. just clear as day from the video that I'm seeing, this dude noses it into the inside wall, and I'm like, "What What do they even mean by that?" Like, yeah. I don't I don't get that one at all. But they said he had no damage, and he had damage on both sides because one of the tires ended up coming apart and ripping the damn fender off, and then. He hit the front. He hit the backstretch wall, basically head on. So he had damage from all sorts of ways. Yeah, very true. I'm wondering if it might have something to do with the fact that there was so much going on on the track that they didn't even bother watching the monitors for anything. They were just watching cars on the track. Saw him spin out, and you've seen a few cars before that already have done that same kind of deal. And I mean, Kyle Busch ends up hitting the inside wall, but you had a lot of trucks and you had a lot of Cup cars that spun off a of two, didn't hit anything. It was kind of surprising. So I could see maybe a little confusion there and then having to kind of back themselves up. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, sometimes there's some very obvious things that you watch it as they're talking about it. It's like, what do you what what do you mean by anything you just said? Do what? Now? Yeah, I didn't. It's all good, though. It worked do out what? for them. Like, there, there was so much good racing. I mean, you'd have to be, you'd have to be pretty bad to mess up how good of a race they, to call at Kansas like that. Oh, man. You're not kidding. I mean, even – from the very beginning with Larson, uh, with Larson, Reddick, and uh, one second, we got another call coming in. I'm gonna try to let's send them to voicemail. Sorry, bud. Straight to voicemail. Straight to are. voicemail. Sorry about it. Don't even have your caller ID regular, uh, recognized. But either way, um, so yes, right at stage one, you had Reddick, you had Chastain, you had Larson all racing each other, and it was the first seven laps and no one could figure out who was going to lead. No one could get away with it. You'd finally get someone to the lead and they'd immediately have another slide job coming. And that wasn't just for the lead. It was everywhere all throughout the pack. Almost no one was getting lapped because everyone was just right there together. And so from the very beginning of that race till the very end, it was just constant side by side racing. And that is something we have not seen in anything other than super speedway racing in so long, I had so much fun watching that race. And I was even re-watching it because I already knew the end. And I still was just mind-blown But from what I was seeing. Best race of the year, easy, no question about it. 
two things that I want to say here. I absolutely died laughing. This has nothing to do with the actual race. But, you know, a couple years ago, I don't think he's ran it since the next gen car, but a couple years ago, the 42 car with Chastain in it, he drove the McDonald's car pretty regularly. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I'm just getting the speaker turned on. It's like there, it's lap. It was lap three or four, and I just get a text message from Dad. He fucking wrecked him. He fucking spun him again. And I was like, "What do you mean? What happened?" Dad's like, "Chastain, I'm sick of that no driving fucker." <laughs> and so, and so I'm like, I'm like, what? And I get on the, I'm, I'm literally in the middle of hooking the Bluetooth up and getting on Twitter. I get on Twitter and it's Reddick that has wrecked Larson on the first like four laps. I called Dad. I was like. I was like, dude, that's Reddick, not Chastain. He's like, damn, I'm dumb as hell. I didn't even realize who I'm talking about. But he was so fired up. He, he called Chastain a no-driving fucker, and I died laughing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, there was someone else that called him that, too, I think. <laughs> there was. And before we get to that, I was going to bring up, I looked it up just now to make sure, but the the Jeff Gluck race poll is a great way to uh, gauge a race, in my opinion, because they are usually pretty pretty accurate. It got a 93% yes, which is the highest-ranked mile-and-a-half race ever and, like, not on the all-time list. Wow. so That's incredible. So we got so to catch you, a historic all the race. Ones he has, I didn't catch what you just said there. I said we got to catch a historic race. Yeah, all the other ones that are, like, I guess one through eight are like short tracks. There's Bristol and Martin's on there a few times. I think there's a couple of plate tracks on there. But, uh, yeah, best mile and a half race ever. That's it. And I, I completely agree with it. Because I, I cannot remember when he started doing that. It was sometime in the 20-teens, I want to say, if I'm right. There's been like 274 races polled. So there's 36 races a year. So do the math. You can probably figure that out how yeah. many years Let's just make a guess. 2014. I can't remember off the top of my head. I remember seeing it recently. Um, but, yeah, it's incredible how much everybody agreed on that. Everybody's been dogging this next-gen car for the problems that it's had. And don't get me wrong, it's had its plethora of problems. We've so we've talked about it on this podcast. They somehow found a combination of a tire that fell off, a aero package that wasn't causing major problems with dirty air, which has been a big problem in NASCAR for a long time. And there was tons of passing, and you could use the entire racetrack. It didn't turn it into a one-groove racetrack because the next-gen car is kind of notorious for finding a groove that it works in extremely well. And trying to get out of that groove just doesn't work. You see it all over the place. And I don't know what it is about Kansas. Denny had a really cool opinion on the fact that it's a momentum racetrack and that kind of helped out with the way that the car was reacting to everything. But... The slide jobs, the dive bombs, the side-by-side -side passes. I even saw Truex passing some people not even having to dive bomb him. He just went down one lane from the outside and, went and made passes, even on some of the faster cars up for the lead. So it's just unbelievable racing. That's what we've been looking for for so long out of so many tracks. And we all, finally got it at Kansas, of all places. All I know is the next gen, it is done. The times it has shined has been on wore out hot slick racetracks so you had that and i just about give my left big toe if we could run a july race in chicago it's about 95 degrees on that war ass out chicago land speedway we probably had the best damn race of all time probably we would. is does chicago land even still exist or have they already started developing that land 
I oh, no, the track the track is still there 100%, but they do not race there. Ah, I thought they'd started developing it already. So that's uh, news to me. Maybe we can call them and be like, hey, when this street course doesn't work out, just send us back over there, man. We're happy. We were I happy. I think that's why. I think they know the street course might not work out. And I love even the uh, even the Mr. like people that want to go to bigger markets and do things like this. No, I haven't heard one like good thing about going to Chicago street course. No, even Denny Hamlin, who is huge on, uh, you know, getting in new markets and stuff. It's like, let's bring, let's bring what we do to these new markets. Let's not race on a street course for the first time. Let's bring, let's go to an oval for the first time and do something like that. Dell Jr. said the same thing. They're talking about racing overseas. He was like, overseas is great. Let's not go overseas and race on a road course. Let's go overseas and bring NASCAR Cup Series stock car racing and race on an oval and show them what we do. Ah, and I agree with that 100%. You couldn't have put that any better. I completely agree with that. They even had problems. Uh, so while we were in Key West, the uh, F1 race was in Miami. So they were having all sorts of problems saying if it starts raining on this street course, they might have to cancel it because of how busy the town is and the fact that they're taking up major sections of the city and enclosing a section of the city. I mean, there's so many there's so many permits and problems and things that could go wrong with street course racing. And we saw it when IndyCar first came to Nashville. The roads were not ready. I mean, any person that lives in Nashville could have told you that. <laughs> right <laughs> they could have told you that but you have these kind of problems it's a narrow racetrack it's things these stock cars i mean the next gen car is probably the most suited for that style of racing that we've ever had but i say that with a huge asterisk of that is not what we do that's never been what we do so forcing this into existence even chicago even the city of chicago is just absolutely surprised by this so there's a tons of uh, council members and aldermen that are talking so much crap about it. I don't even know why we're on to Chicago so hard right now, but man, <laughs> it's just crazy that we're trying to, we're, we have something that's so good like Kansas that just happened. We are finally figuring this stuff out. Mile and a half tracks for the longest time have been the most boring, spread out, mediocre races that we've had on the schedule. And suddenly we nailed one. And even yeah, Vegas and that's is what fun. I'm saying about Chicago. I think they should just say, screw the street course on July 4th. Let's go down to Chicago and race on that hot, slick racetrack that's wore out. Been yep. there for 20 years. Let's go do it. Hey, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have such a bad time at the Chicago street course that we will get that back. I just hope that it's not such a bad time that Chicago just doesn't want us around. I know. And I saw, uh, I didn't realize this till today. This is also a little off topic, but we're going back to uh, Joliet with the trick crew and we got to hit up that store and we're going to talk to that guy and get his name and stuff. So we can talk about it on the pod when we go there. Oh, we're going back to that same venue again, huh? Yeah, I think so. It says, I don't know if it's the exact venue, but the same town. So we can go over there to that shop and uh, talk to that guy and get shout out that badass NASCAR store. That's right there on their little town square. Oh, absolutely. That was a ton of fun. Uh, last year. Uh, so it was in Juliet, like he said, um, we were, Which is where the Chicago racetrack is. Yes. FYI. Yeah, right right next to it. And we uh, we found out uh, our tour manager, Scott, actually, was the one that saw it. Uh, he mo he mentioned, hey, there's a uh, NASCAR like collector's shop right in front of the venue. We walk out the back door, walk around the venue. There it is on the town square. 
So we went in there and we sat in there for the two hours in between uh, getting everything sound checked and the show starting. I mean, we were probably there what two two and a half hours just looking at everything he had. Had so we much. We blew fun. every dollar we had to our name. Oh yeah. Way. It was just like Key West. Yeah, we used every dollar of per diem that we had collected and just spent so much money. I ended up finding this uh, this little, what they call a levita- levitator stand. And Dawson, I don't know if you remember that from when you were a kid. Like, if you had ever seen anything like that? No, I didn't have one of those. I'd never seen one. Yeah, it was the craziest thing. It's this little, It lo- I at the first thought it was just like a little victory lane display because it's just a big base about as big around as my palm when I my, when my hand spread out. And it's all a checkered flag, uh, floor style thing. And it had these little LED lights that just shined up there. So I thought it was just a lit up victory lane stand. And I was like, that could be really cool. Like if we displayed that and just put whoever won up there a die cast of their car. So I'm looking at it, and I asked the guys, like, hey, man, do you mind if I plug this in to, like, see if, how it illuminates a car? And he's like, oh, have you ever seen one of those before? And I said, no. And he he turned into a kid in a candy store. He grabbed that thing off the shelf so fast, put it on the ground, plugged it in, and it was me and this guy. on Laying like, on the ground. Yeah, laying on the ground like kids playing with little toy cars. And he was like, it's called a levitator stand. And he had two cars that it worked with. One was an old Mark Martin car, a go-daddy car. Looked like a Danica Patrick, but it was a Mark Martin. And one Jimmy Johnson Lowe's scheme with his 48 on the side. And what you do is you turn this thing on, and it's got magnets in it, and so do the cars. You put it in the little display and hold it just about two, three inches off of the base of the stand. And you let go, and it just holds the car in midair. And you could just like tap the car and it'll just sit there and spin around. <laughs> it's the coolest looking thing. But I found that and a um, couple of the cars. I know Dawson, you got a few when you were in there too. Yeah, I bought uh, I bought all kind of stuff in that place. Uh, <laughs> I can't even remember what I bought because we bought so much stuff last year. But anyways, I didn't mean to get that far off topic, but I wanted to bring it up. Dude. We're going to talk to that guy when we go back. I enjoy it, man. What we're saying is we miss you, Chicagoland. Please come back. Uh, I need to see more of Kyle Larson and uh, Kyle Busch racing for a win there again. That was one of the best finishes we've had in modern NASCAR, and it was awesome. That, that, that race is probably 10th on the all-time pole. If Kansas is not the number one mile and a half, Chicagoland, that race is probably 10th. Hell yeah. It was great. I still remember throwing my hat on the floor whenever Kyle Busch wrecked Larson for the win there. It was awesome go back and rewatch it again right now. Hell yeah. Um, so we've Let's, talked a little bit about uh, the race itself. We need to talk a little bit about the aftermath. Uh, we we really need to bring up this whole Gregson Chastain brawl at the very end. It was incredible. If you don't like a if you don't like fighting after a NASCAR race, me and you are just different type of race fans. All <laughs> I know. It's so true. Good Lord almighty, it was awesome. I, I made a post. It. I was like, maybe the reason nobody messes with uh, Ross bags, they don't get right hooked in the jaw. Yeah. I mean, that's, maybe that's, why. that's my favorite part about it is everybody's given Chastain so much shit. Even Brennan Poole after last year, after last week said, hey, man, if he's going to race us like that, somebody needs to go there and whoop his butt. It's like, dang, dude, talk's cheap, man. Gregson did the same thing. He got wrecked out of the race in the middle of it and still went up and talked to him after. So I got to give Gregson the Balls of Brass Award this week of just going up there and doing something about it. And I've got to give it to Chastain, too. He told him to stop. He let him do his thing for a couple seconds. 
And he was like, all right, this guy ain't going to let me go. I'm going to clock him. Like, it was awesome. There was nothing wrong with any of it. I loved every bit of it, and I will admit, I'm a fan of both Chastain and Gregson. So I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm just loving it. Absolutely loving every bit of it. Yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, if anybody's going to go up to him, like, it's Gregson's that dude. You mm-hmm. know, he doesn't he, – he is he's been he is not afraid of some confrontation after a race, as we all know over his Bush series career of Yeah. Just not giving a damn at all. So if anybody's gonna do it, it'd be him. And I still feel like uh Noah feels like he owes him one because Roth got the punch in. So Noah still feels like he owes him one. Yeah. It's like Larson said last week, like Chastain does all this stuff and then still doesn't have to pay for it. Even when someone gets him back, he doesn't have to pay for it. Denny gets him back at Pocono, boom. Denny gets uh, knocked for ha- having the tape or whatever on the nose. They knock him back. So that doesn't count. You know, uh, Larson tries to get him back last week at Dover. Comes right back and still finishes second. That don't count. It's like, damn, every time you try to get Chastain back, that son of a bitch just finds a way to keep on a trucking. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I am a Chastain fan. I mean, I don't go out there and say it to everybody, but I like the guy. He's a farmer. I, farmers got to stick together, man. There's only a few of us left. He may <laughs> farm watermelons, but man, that, we'll take it. I saw the greatest shirt uh, was the uh, the watermelon punch shirt. It just says watermelon punch, like <laughs> like it's advertising a drink, and it's just talking about that's Chastain. a couch racer. Yeah, my favorite shirt on the internet right now is a "Don't Give a Fuck" tour rolls on. That's my favorite shirt. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to uh, we'll shout out Couch Racer here. It's Brett Griffin and Freddie Kraft. They have a badass shirt that's for Ross Chastain. He's got the schedule on the back. It's got a big watermelon on it. It says the Don't Give a Fuck Tour. They it's had one for last year and this year because it ain't stopped yet. It hasn't stopped. <laughs> I keep trying to buy it, and every time I finally get on there and I have an extra 30 bucks to spend, the larges are sold out. So at some point, I'm going to have one. Uh, 1,000%, you know that's their best seller. It is. It definitely is. I never can find it in stock. But absolutely, that's one of the reasons why I'm such a huge Chastain fan is he is still the points leader in the regular season after all of this crap is happening and all these people are talking about how they're going to get him, they're going to make him pay for it. He's still your points leader. And even though he goes out here and Rex Brennan pool last week, what he finished like second. And then this week he finishes in fifth. He's out here causing all these problems for everybody else, but no one's doing anything about it. And here he is almost, he's leading the points. If he had a win, he would be up there in first. I mean, what, what else can you say about the guy? That's what I'm saying. Like, even the times that people do do things back to him, it still doesn't work. Like, it's crazy. I, I've never seen, I've never seen a guy. That I, I, invincible is not the right word, but it's just like you can't get him back. It's the weirdest thing. You just can't do it. It's so true. I mean, I'm not going to say he is Dale Earnhardt, but shades of Earnhardt, shades of. So he's got some of those same. Some of those same qualities of, I don't give a damn, and I'm here to talk to if you want to talk to me, but if you want to start grabbing my chest and rattling my cage, I'm going to throw some punches. And I would have loved yeah, to see that fight play out a little bit more. That big old security guy in the yellow shirt that pulled Gragson off, that dude caught one of Gragson's punches, dude, I, or two. Yeah, I and I will say, he was the most impressive member of that fight because not only was he holding back a grown man, from trying to knock the shit out of somebody that just got a good punch connected with him, but he caught the punch midair and stopped. Like it's incredible. The whole fight, all the way from top to bottom, amazing. What a legend. 
Absolutely. The screenshot from Gregson's hair flipping around like a mop towel that just been rang was also a, the, a great part of Twitter. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it, though. All in all, I had a guy tell me one time, it's like, if you like fights after NASCAR races so much, you're watching the wrong sport, you should go watch WWE or some shit like that. I was like, dude, if you don't like fights after a NASCAR race, I don't think you're a NASCAR fan, so just get out of my DMs. For sure. You got fights in baseball, you got fights in football, you're going to have fights in racing. Hockey. Look, you got grown men. (laughs) When you get grown men out there competing against each other every single week, fights are just going to happen. It's just part of it. And I love it. I love everything about it. I don't want to fight every weekend because then it just waters it down. But a good old fight every about six weeks or so just keeps everything entertaining. Damn right. Who knows what we're going to have next week. Maybe Noah Gregson, Ross Chastain, part two. They were uh, they were a matchup on Denny's bracket challenge too, which we'll get to that here in a minute. But uh, that's my favorite part of this whole deal is they were a down, they're a matchup on that. Yeah, they were probably just fighting because one beat the other, and it was because of the uh, the fencing in turn four. But then again, Gregson blows a tire and then he's out of the race. So has to was go the back forty two car lapped down when that happened, or am I making that up? I want to say you're making that up. I want to say he did fall a few st- a few spots back, but they were racing for position when it happened, and it couldn't have been more than three laps later that he blew the tire. They were even wondering if it was because he hit the wall that he blew that tire. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so moving on from that, one interesting note I do want to take away from Kansas is how damn good the Toyotas were. They have – I don't know what they found, what they're doing different now. Chevy was absolutely dominating the first half of this year, and now all of a sudden here you are having Toyotas kind of on the come up. And it doesn't take anything away from Chevy. They are still extremely competitive. And they're right up there with them. Larson's leading how many laps yesterday? So you got both of those, both of those groups. And let's be honest, specifically Hendricks and uh, the Gibbs family of cars. Those are the ones that are out there in 2311, which they have a, a technical alliance. So all, pretty much all of Toyota right now is competing against Hendrick. And it was really cool to finally see somebody have something for them. But not so much over it. It was it was like they were just dead heat against each other. I could have seen a Chevy, a Toyota win in that race. I ne- I even texted one of my buddies, Kyle, uh, who would uh, told me who he was cheering for. He's like, I still I I'm gonna pick Blaney as one of my three. And I was like, dude, I'm obviously a Blaney fan. I don't think a Ford's winning this race. And it just could not have been more true. It was such a Toyota Chevy show. And I got to give Toyota credit. They found something. They are right back up there. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to be either groups, Chevys or Toyotas. I just don't know if Ford's got anything for them. Ford can't even run to the top ten. I've never seen a manufacturer just shit the bed so hard in my life. Extremely. And Penske's even saying, I mean, man, they're, they're, they're a uh, shit stain of a manufacturer currently at the moment. Damn, dog. That's 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 harsh. Harsh. No, it's true. That's harsh. I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to see him pick it up too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but man, they just, they don't have it mile and a half specifically. I mean, they just don't have it. You put them on a short track. That just depends on the short track, but yeah, you put anything aerodynamic together and Penske's suffering and they're the best of the group. SHR is definitely suffering. So it's just very wild to see what's going on, but that's kind of the, that's part of NASCAR. Sometimes your manufacturer is so important that it, it doesn't matter how good your Ford team is or how good your Chevy team is or your Toyota team is. Sometimes they're just not going to have it. And it takes them a little bit into the season to figure it out. Hopefully they can find something by the time playoff time comes across because 
We're looking at pointing our way in. And that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough if you're a Ford driver. Pointing your way in is great to get in the playoffs if there's not 16 winners. Yeah, they're going to have a tough time. But mm. it is what it is. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it for me. I hate it for my boys. I hate it for my team and my sponsors. But being a Ford guy is a little rough this year. First on the road to die, they say. And that's kind of what we're feeling. Let's talk about the uh, Denny Hamlin bracket challenge. Heck yeah. I, I, was, I was originally not like over the moon about it, but now I'm like kind of pumped because mine did really well. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about this. Oh, wait, never mind. I did good. Let's talk about it, boys. Yeah. So for the people, I feel like everybody knows about this at this point. but Most NASCAR our, fans, for sure. March Madness bracket, but they did it uh, NASCAR style. So, like, first, the first, you got to be in the top 32 in points to participate or, you know, be in this, whatever. So, first against 32nd, you know, so on and so forth, how they go down. That's what we were talking about earlier. It, Chastain was first in points, Gregson's 40, uh, 32nd in points. So, they were going up against each other. So, you pick. And the races are Kansas, Darlington, Charlotte, Gateway, and Sonoma. So I had – damn, mine just went away. Oh, it's back now. I got all of mine right except two. I had Bush beating Amarola, and that – did that happen or not? It did not happen. Uh, it did not happen. Amarola in – or um... – I'm sorry. I'm looking at this. I'm trying to figure well, out. Well, my which thing's one my... got Bush moving on to the next round. So what the hell? Uh, anything that is highlighted dark. Uh, well, I think it's just very odds and ends here. So I had picked Amarola to beat Bush. If it has an X, I, it just automatically advanced the winner to the next column. It is a little bit hard to read for sure. Um, that's the only detraction I have from this because it's so much fun. But yes, uh, Amarola did end up beating Bush because I had selected Bush to win as well. Uh, Bush ended up advancing. Amarillo did not. <clears throat> so how did Bush advance if Al Amarola? No, uh, Bush did beat Amarola. There's Be just no way I picked Amarola over Bush, but. Might have been that 12th beer. Might have been. Wait, let me look here. Uh, I'm so confused because I thought, so on here it has the highlighted person. It looks like I picked Bush on here. Okay, Amarola finished in 13th. Bush finished in 35th because Bush was out of the race. Yeah, like okay, we said, so this thing is a little Amarola's bit difficult to, uh, not to go. Read. Why does Amarola's not move on? It's, my next bracket is Bush and Keselowski. Yeah, that's, I think, what it's going to put on every time because it's uh, just showing you what the next matchup is no matter what you picked. Interesting. I don't get that at all. But Amarola whatever. ended up beating Bush. So if you had picked Bush to advance, then you were wrong. Okay, so I'm the wrong on that one. The highlights are just so you could tell the difference between the first and the second. Uh, they do make it a little bit confusing. Yeah, it's a little confusing, but whatever. So I mixed that one up, and I mixed up uh, – it looks like I screwed up the Dylan and Bell one. I guess Bell wrecked. Didn't he? So yeah, and the best part about it too is Hamlin even made a joke on his podcast saying, uh, "You and everybody, dude." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody picked Dylan to beat Bell unless they were just looking for a random upset to go with. But 
Tons of fun, for sure. I ended up uh, having five incorrect. Uh, I picked uh, Josh Berry to beat Ty Gibbs. That did not happen. I tried to go for an upset that I thought might, might be something that could work out. Uh, LaJoy beating Byron. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I did actually pick Byron to beat LaJoy. Like I said, this thing is hard to read. Either way, we're going to get better at this as we go along. But I did have a couple things that went uh I had five of them missed. Dawson had two missed. Uh, funny enough, Denny Hamlin also had five missing. So me and Denny are tied right now. Nice. Uh, I think we've, uh, we had a few incorrect. But out of 48,000 entries, not a single perfect bracket left. And it's already only 16 matchups to begin with. So you're talking 48,000 people, not a single person picked all 16 matchups. Mind-blowing. Just shows you... Know you you know who you busted it all? Because every single person picked Bell to beat Dylan. And that yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's uh, that's yeah. definitely a big one. And it's that's the that's the thing is I think everybody is so focused on favorites over uh, over backmarkers. And not that Dylan is necessarily a backmarker this year, but you got to go with Bell on that one. Gibbs over uh, Austin Dillon, just proven. <laughs> that's probably going to be your your go to. But yeah, I I did try to take. I filled this out at like nine p.m. at Island Dogs after we played, drinking all those Crown Royal and Cola drinks. What a blessing those were! Oh man, I just was. I wasn't even ready for that. No, I was uh, a bowling ball the one night because of those. <laughs> a bowling ball. Yeah, Burrell had to guide me home. He had to run me home. <laughs> just using the bumpers on the side of the just lane. Using the get navigational beacons. That's amazing. Ah, Jimmy Buffett style. You gotta love it. Uh. But yeah, I filled this out, and I did try to pick a few. Uh, I personally tried to pick a few underdogs, and I did not get them all right. And it, you know what, that's going to happen. But we'll see how the next couple weeks go. Um, it's that that is a lot of fun though, watching those uh, matchups. Denny even said all of the drivers knew who they were matched up against, so they were all watching it. I mean, there's nothing in in the bank for them if they end up winning this, but pride. And when you're a driver, there's a lot of pride involved. Yep, with every lap of the race. So it is. Uh, it is a lot of fun to watch how that all is playing out. But I don't know. We'll see how Dawson does if he can keep his streak rolling. Only missing two, man. That's impressive. Hell yeah. Well, I'm gonna say my hack of the week, and then I think I'm about to go hit the beach, boys. Um. So go ahead with your uh, with your hack of the week. So, hack of the week. I'm going to let you say yours because it was great. I'm going to go with, since we said we might have two, I'm going to go Chastain uh, at Dover last week for destroying Brennan Poole and wrecking Kyle Larson on lap <laughs> 70 of the race. I, I thought that was this pretty is, uh, I feel like this is a very dumb. personal hack of the week. I think a lot of people, though, would agree with me last week after Chastain did that. Oh, I'm not saying nobody would disagree with you for sure. It's just funny that it's so personal on this one for you. <laughs> and then I thought you had a great one with what you said about the race. Oh, yeah, That's absolutely. If you, so he's got Dover's hack of the week. I've got Kansas's hack of the week. If you didn't like this race as a fan, you are my hack of the week. Get out of here. Anybody that voted no on Jeff Gluck's post, all 7% of the people that voted no on Jeff Gluck's race poll you are my hack of the week. Congratulations. You earned it. Like I say every week, it's the award you never want, but you got to earn the hard way. And y'all earned it. Because I just don't see, what else do you want? You got a fight. You had a last lap hit for the lead. You got 
everything passing the whole time. If you were looking away at any point in this race, you missed something. I mean, what 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 do you want? What more do you want? Tell me right now what more you want out of a NASCAR race. It had everything. Hack of the week, the seven percent. That's for sure. Also, honorable mention, hack of the week, Chase Pretty. Have no <laughs> idea what the fuck he's thinking. Hitting uh, the nineteen car. Yes. About thirty minutes after the wreck has happened. Yes. Uh, they wrecked in a zip, different zip code, and he's running in a different zip code. Yeah. Hit this dude on the driver's side door. I just was mind blown when I saw that, and I asked, I saw I saw all about that. I just just forgotten when you brought it up. Yeah. But uh, no idea what in the absolute fuck they were thinking there. That I mean that's just. Just one of the more craziest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I I really think the uh, the subway wrong combination is Larry Mack always has his little segment, the uh, subway right combination of the race. That was the subway wrong combination was him and his spotter because between the two of them, one of them should have seen that coming. I mean, he's yeah, all the way down on the apron. Like, I, don't, I don't know what the hell. I don't know if he's looking at his gauges on the dash. I don't know if he was eating the subway foot long in the car. I don't know, but he, he was not have. looking out the window. <laughs> He must have been, man. He just had one saved in there. All right, right. Last caution of the race, I think. I'm going to try to eat this. $12 foot long. Uh, he probably, he had to, I guess he had to use the bathroom. He's about to shit in his britches. So he's like, man, I'm just going to end this real quick. <laughs> there it was. Goodness. That's funny. Damn. Honorable mention for sure. Uh, we'll get him to sign the back of whatever it is that we get the hack of the weeks to sign. Um, we can just get him to sign it for all set. We'll just have him sign it for all 7%. Chase Birdie. Yeah, he's, he, uh, <laughs> he might need to be like – that's actually like one of the more dumber ones we've had so far. So yeah. he might like get his own belt or something. He might, yeah. just You're just not even hack of the week. Just hack. Hack. That's it. <laughs> just, that. just get the Bow- – just buy the Bowman shirt, and we'll take the Bowman part off of it and put uh, Bowman tag shirt that he made, and we'll take his name off and just put a piece of duct tape that says Chase Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work, man. Heck yeah. Ah. Yeah, and then – and then bets for me this week, I hit one parlay. Terrible week for betting. Other than my boy, Denny, I have Denny on my racing pool with the Floyd County racing pool with my dad. Yeah. I do have Denny on there as well as Reddick. So that, that, helped the, uh, that helped the cause a little bit. But all in all, pretty, uh, pretty shitty week for as confident as I was going yeah. into the race. I just, there's no way to be confident when the racing's that close. You can try your damnedest, but really top fives were probably your best bet here. And you got the default win of the week for bets because, of course, we left for Key West before I was able to place them. So (laughs) I was not legally allowed to place bets in Florida. I didn't break any laws to get somebody else to place bets for me. So here we are. You saved that money for all of the booze. Uh, yeah, and I used all that money for all the booze, for sure. So Dawson gets the default win of the week for bets. Um, looking forward into next week. Dawson, we'll try to scoot through this so you can get to uh, having a little bit of fun. Um, uh, trade and paint, I think I'm going to go with the uh, 99 for Daniel Suarez this week, the Worldwide Express car that he had. Uh, I thought it was beautiful. Blue car, it just looked it looked great. I just you can't get wrong. You can't go wrong with a blue car for me. I love that one. I don't know, Dawson, if you'd picked out any favorite paint schemes of the week, but you were listening on MRN, so the favorite yeah, paint was, scheme of the week. Was, I was about to say, I, got, I can look at Twitter, but it was pretty hard to pick a paint scheme when I'm just going off what they look like in my brain. So so you're picking Larson again? Sure. I'll take Larson in the old blue and white. Yeah. 
I mean, he finished in second. He still got a solid finish out of it. He almost had the win, so it looks good up front. There, every car looks good up front. The trusty dusty. Yeah. Uh, I actually his throwback it, for next week looks pretty sick. Oh, pretty the Kellogg's car? No, he's running the. Uh, hell, there's there, Casey Kane ran this car. Tony Stewart ran this car, and Mark Martin ran this car. Mark Martin. The only difference was he ran a neon five, but it's like a dark blue and like neon blue Hendrick cars scheme that they ran a long time ago. Like uh, Hendrick cars, like actually sponsored the car for all those drivers back in the day and like the Bush series and stuff. Interesting. I must've seen some other advertisement because I could have sworn I saw that he was in a uh, five Kellogg's car, like the old one with the, uh, the line work right around the number. I must've missed something. I thought that was what he was coming. They didn't announce his actual throwback till this morning. His okay. real actual throwback. Gotcha. Okay. I, I must have just misread something then. I thought he was going to run the Kellogg's car. So, my bad. So, we'll definitely talk about, I think, a section next week. Instead of just trading paints, like, we can rank some uh, throwback cars. Like, I'm already going to tell you, the number four car, trash. At the bottom of my list. Nah. I don't even know what the hell the four car is trying to accomplish with some fake car that never even ran, using the wrong colors. No clue what the four car is trying to accomplish with his throwback. That's but he's funny. already at the bottom of my list. I think we just call it a bit. I think we just have a big trading paint segment. I think trading paint's still perfect for that. It's Darlington throwback weekend, man. There's going to be some phenomenal paint schemes. You're going to have somebody throwing it back to Davey Allison like they do every year. There's going to be some that are so overused you can't get excited about them anymore. And there's going to be some that are going to be so original you just you just love it. And so I can't wait to see what everybody gets thrown out. Um, I was so focused on Key West and Kansas that I haven't looked at anybody's throwback schemes yet. So I'm going to be catching up a little bit as the week goes also, on. I'm going to be in the state of Florida till Sunday. So I don't know how I'm going to bet for this week's racing, but we might figure that out somehow. Ah, there you go. And uh, either way, I will, I will talk my bets then a little bit because I already know kind of where my mind's heading. Uh, it's going to be super hard to not pick Larson, Hamlin, Truex, or Kyle Busch again. Uh, those are those are all going to be guys that are going to be running up front. I think if you're talking winners, I think you should include all of those guys in your conversation. Um, outside of just picking the obvious winners, because finally in the next-gen car we have some front runners that you know are going to run in the top five all day, that's super nice, but it makes their odds a lot lower. So I think some value bets you should look for uh, Harvick and Elliott are going to be two guys that are really good at this kind of this type of racetrack. Uh, they're going to probably be some good options for top fives. I looked; they already had winner bets out on DraftKings. Both Harvick and Elliott are down there in like the twelve hundred range, so maybe their top threes or top fives are going to be good. Uh, but also look at them for uh, head to heads. I mean, they're going to probably have solid finishes. Elliott. The only the only hesitation I have about head to heads on Elliott, I don't know Dawson if you have a different opinion here, but Elliott is going for wins. He cannot point his way into the playoffs. It's statistically possible, but they're shooting for wins. So I feel like Elliott is either going to be right up front vying for a win or on the wrong strategy and way back in the back. There's just no in between for me, so I have a hard time fully getting behind him on head to heads. We'll see how that ends up working out. Something to watch for. Uh, and also, do not ever sleep on Eric Jones at Darlington. That dude could take a trash organization car and put it in a top 10, just driving the wheels off the damn thing. 
Dude's hey, good at this racetrack, so keep an hey, eye out for him. Five bucks on Eric Jones wins you three thirty, just for everybody listening. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, is he going to win? I'd be very surprised, but is he going to do well? Last year. I always am, man. So, Eric Jones, I would not fault you for betting him to win. I would not fault you betting him for top five. I would not fault you for picking him in every head-to-head you see him in or a group win. Watch that guy. He's going to be good. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, I guess we could kind of get to wrapping this up here. Uh, Travis Tritt off again this week. That's why Dawson's enjoying his uh, vacation a week later. Beach boy. Beach boy. <laughs> yeah. he's uh, So, Dawson, you have fun down there. Enjoy your birthday, man. Happy birthday to you. Wish we could drink a margarita today, but my hangover probably wouldn't let me anyway. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, boys, I enjoyed it. I'm going to uh, – I'm going to go make me a margarita and sit on a beach. Some birthday beers and birthday marks. Dang, dude. All right. I can't wait to see what other uh, Hank Jr. memes you send in the group chat tonight. I'm looking forward to the that. Best, the best part is it wasn't even a meme. I just found that picture. <laughs> you made it a meme, dude. It was great. Phenomenal. <laughs> Hell yeah, boys. We all, I enjoyed it. Heck yeah. We'll, we'll, do, a, we'll do the wrapping up. And we'll let Dawson get back to having fun. So, all right, dog. We'll see you and uh, have fun down there. Please stay alive. We'll see you on Monday next week. Cheers, beers, yes, and hallelujah, sir. Dawson. Happy birthday. See y'all, boys. Thank see you, man. All right, so uh, so to wrap up here, y'all, we have a great weekend coming up with Darlington. Definitely one of my favorite racetracks to watch. It's difficult. It's tough to tame. It's the lady in black. It's everything you need to see. You're going to have people on the wall. You're going to have people racing the heck out of each other. More dive bombs, more crazy stuff, and probably a Gregson Chastain brush up into the outside wall in turns. I'm going to call turn two. Let's see how that works out. But... Either way, y'all tune in for the race on Sunday. And uh, me and Nikki T are going to go nurse our hangovers. But before we do that, let's sleep. Yeah, and sleep. <laughs> let's, uh, let's shout out our socials. So uh, for Dawson, you're looking at Dawson Edwards music on everything. Uh, my handles are Caleb Con Rowdy everywhere around. We got Raised Rowdy Racing on everything except for Twitter. We are RZD Racing. RZD Racing. RZD Rowdy Racing on Twitter. It all was right. too long. And Nikki T, go ahead and shout out your socials and all that. Hey, my name is Nick, and I don't listen to NASCAR good. But <laughs> I, uh, you can follow me at Rage Rowdy Nikki T, and I see KYT. And follow the Rage Rowdy account. We're going to be having uh, more and more clips of these boys. The more of y'all listen, the more clips we'll have for y'all to uh, pay attention to also. And um, God bless Ike for helping us with those. Absolutely. Thank you, Ike, for helping out with all of those things. And uh, Matt Burrell in there doing all the switching. On the ones We and appreciate twos. you. Thank you so much. And y'all, go have fun this weekend. Go uh, go drink some beers for us. We're going to be a little light on that. And uh, if we don't see you, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening, y'all. Enjoy the rest of your week. We will see y'all later. Short track shit.